0: Welcome to Law's Healing Garden. Law's Healing Garden focuses on overall health while promoting natural products and practices. Our talks will include health tips for not only the physical body, inside and out, but also for the mind, our emotional state, our souls and pockets when it comes to finances and wealth. Health and wealth is so vital to our everyday life and living. So, let's grow together. In my first episode, I decided that, you know, let's just keep a casual conversation. And I thought it would be a good idea to just have a healthy conversation with my sister Angela Thomas. Um, she is here with us. Greetings. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and we're going to have me. a conversation on uh, Ms. Angela Thomas. She is the owner of Unity Candles and Accessories. Um, and she's going to tell us about um, her health and wellness journey as well as her business and, and let us know what she got going on. So greetings, Miss Angela Thomas. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. I know, you know, I, um, I'm so glad that you accepted the invite often, you know, every now and again, we'll get on the, on the line and we'll talk and our conversations are always beautiful. I always end up feeling um, fulfilled and like, you know, that was a healthy conversation. (laughs) And so, We always end up discussing health and wellness, what we're going through, how we're managing that, and um, I wanted to kind of, you know, bring that into this podcast today. So, greetings and welcome. Um, So, if you will, if you can come on and tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into our conversation.
1: Well, my name is... Angela Thomas. Um, I live in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I am the owner of Unity Candles and Accessories. Um, I also am an event coordinator within the community, um, just trying to coordinate things that make sure that the community needs has what they need, as well as um, just that whole unity aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been taking care of my mother, um, who just recently passed away, for approximately a little over ten years. Um, and just going through the motions of, of being a caregiver. I learned a lot of stuff about health and um, not only taking care of others, but taking care of myself. And that is how I was um, guided to you, I guess. <laughs>
0: okay. You know, we have um, been associates and seen each other around the community for quite some times for some years now. Um, And when you moved away, I think we um, grew a little closer because we had to pick up the phone. We had to get on social media and reach out to each other. Right. And so um, we definitely understand that we have some similarities when it comes to being a caregiver. And also, and I'm so glad that you mentioned this, not just taking care of others, um, but also self-care. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, that's something that caregivers often don't focus on. We don't focus on ourselves because of course, we're caring for someone else. We're caring for our mm-hmm. loved ones, um, our family members, our friends, even associate strangers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to get caught up in that. So what I would like to do, since you, you uh, mentioned that you were a caregiver for quite some time here with your mother before she passed, and, and my condolences again you, what is a big takeaway That you, when you were in the middle of caring for your mother, that you had, like, what's something that you really learned and you could take away and share with others? Um, That I'm not crazy. Mm. That
1: um, how I'm feeling is real and that intuition is important. Um, uh, Through the whole ordeal, um, you you have doctors, you have your intuition, and then you have facts. And they don't always line up with each other, and wow. um, it can become an isolating place. And um, and it came so frustrating that I didn't know whether I was healing the system, if I was healing my mother, if I was trying to heal myself. Wow. And it started to feel crazy. But um, but yeah, I took away that that I'm not crazy, and that my intuitions are real because you don't really understand that they're real until you're in a situation where they have to be real. You have to consider them. So um, that was kind of part of my healing, learning myself um, when you go through traumatic experiences, they heighten your senses. True. And um, I had, to, I had to accept that.
0: Hmm. I like what you're saying there because that's true. It You know what you're saying? You You understand that, you know what? I feel a certain way, I understand what you're telling me, and I know what I see and understand as fact, but my instincts, my gut tells me different. I need to follow another path or I need a second opinion. Who else can I talk to? Mm -hmm. Where are the resources to help me get through this, right? And you're not crazy. I love it. That's a great Mm -hmm. takeaway that we have to trust ourselves when it comes to um, what's best for us and our loved one, right? And
1: you're in a society where trusting yourself is not popular because there's so many other things to depend on. Mm-hmm. So um, when you find yourself in this situation where you have to depend on your instinct, um, it becomes scary. and it becomes um, I felt it became criminal oh. when it became when it when it came to me and um, organizations and institutions and hospitals and doctors. Um, when you don't respect where we are in the process of healing, whether it's physical healing, emotional healing, or sickness, you know, and, um, yeah, so I, I I haven't found an end game, but that was something that I definitely noticed that my intuition was heightened, but I had nowhere to go with it. Okay.
0: So I want to kind of touch back on that. I want to touch on that, right? But I want to go back a little bit because I heard you say that um, I, you use the word criminal um, when dealing with health and different organizations and so forth. You're thinking, you, you think your thinking was criminal? Is that how you felt? Is that what you're saying? No, I feel, um, I
1: feel that the way that they handle things um, um, okay. from an institution standpoint is criminal. Um, Can you expand from, on um, the thing the things that they take away from your body, um, we have we have melanin, we have uh, physical matter in our bodies, And a lot of these institutions, they take things from you in trying to help you heal. So they take your plasma, they take your blood, they take um, fragments of your body. And sometimes they take those fragments without even producing any healing. So that's kind of criminal. You're taking something away from me without giving something to me. Mm-hmm.
0: So, not only do you, we have the opportunity for the institutions, the medical professionals to take away our choice in our path to recovery, but also you're saying as far as taking from us physically. Yeah, I got that. And I don't want to be paranoid about it, but it is something that you think about, especially when you find out stories about Henrietta Lacks, mm-hmm. um, for example, who, you know, to this day, so many decades later, we're still using her cells to find cures and to advance in the um, in medicine. And so it's like, what are you and- doing with my cells? What are you doing with my organs once they leave my body? I got you. And- Especially when it doesn't come back to you to help you recover. I got you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the intuition
1: is, this was God-given. Who are you to take it? I see.
0: Because we know so that... So that seems criminal. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I I get what you're saying, and I get where you're going, because we do know that our bodies, given the right environment, can heal itself. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I got you. So you have your body, you have science, you have these medical professionals, and you have your gut instincts. You have that, what God puts in us to be aware and alert about what's going mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, you're not crazy. And then, so
1: that's a good takeaway. And then also not, you know, just taking matter, but putting matter into you. Um, as far as medications, pharmaceutical, um, there were a plethora of different medications that my mother was put on that weren't explained to us, that were sporadically put in, into her regimen without a clear explanation of why. And when I take the time out to look up so many medications like metformin or gabapentin. Um, that help with your uh, diabetes and nerves and things of that such. And I looked them up and some of them have been illegal for five years in other countries. Mm -hmm.
0: This is something that comes up often, um, Angela, and I'm glad that we're talking about it now Um, because, you know, I can, uh, relating to you and just adding to this conversation being, so another takeaway that I think we both can have as being caregivers is being an advocate for our loved Mm -hmm. one that's under care. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the medicine thing, I had to deal with that as well with my husband, where the doctor's in and he's talking to us because he sees us as intelligent beings. So he's sharing with us. I'm asking Mm -hmm. questions okay, your husband is on this road um, and we need to do this. And he's thinking about different medicines. But then as he speaks about these medicines, he's researching them and saying, you know what? He doesn't need this med with his recovery right now because that may hurt him, Mm -hmm. right? And so he walks out the door. A nurse comes in and she's giving my husband medicine. You know, law is asking questions. What are you giving him? what are we taking right now i got my phone i got my notes i hear what Mm -hmm. the doctor is saying and she said something and i'm like didn't the doctor just say that he's not supposed to take that it's on the chart Mm -hmm. so being a patient advocate really really does benefit not only the patient but also the, the system, the medical professionals because we're being another I. We're speaking mm-hmm. up for our loved ones. So that's that a, a major takeaway. That lack
1: of mm-hmm. communication is scary. It is. It is. Because that nurse who is not privy to that information that that doctor just gave you, it can take up to 24
0: hours for that to get straightened out or more. If it's even um, something that is recognized, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so and and how many of us have the time for our loved ones?
0: We really leave his side because I wanted to know what was going on, what Mm -hmm. can I do to help him while he's here, and what do I need to do when he leaves? Right, Mm -hmm. what kind of um, what's the path to recovery? So, I like that. So, some takeaways that we talked about so far is that yes, trusting yourself, understanding that. You know more than you think you do. Trust your gut. Know that you're not crazy, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then also being a patient advocate um, for your loved one, being there to make sure and oversee and make sure that everything is done, not only when it comes to medicine, because we we don't know medicine like the the scientists and the doctors do, but we have sense, Mm -hmm. right? But then Mm -hmm. also the care that um Mm -hmm. is being given to our loved ones like are you actually caring are you um taking in the fact their best interest or honoring Mm -hmm. their um their request um so Mm -hmm. that's a big deal so being a caregiver then um
1: and then it, it, it gives us a, a kind of a more of a responsibility to have these conversations, these sidebar conversations, right, where we can not only talk about it when it's happening, but after it's happening, before it happens, so that we can do preventative care. Um, True. And um, not wait until our hands are tied behind our back. And that's why I'm so glad that you came up with this idea to kind of release the bitterness and mm-hmm. get betterness. because that's part of the healing those things happen those those feelings of being ignored um having to fight to be an advocate for what you know is right that tears you down on the inside and then it it, that's where the lines get screwed up you becoming a caregiver and then taking care of yourself so Um, i'm so glad that um this becomes an avenue For us to be educational instead of angry black women
0: right because we can be bitter and upset about some things that and hold on to those things right but we want Mm -hmm. to heal we want to find a way to release and then also educate others let them know about our experiences Mm -hmm. one thing that i'm big on and you actually um stated this about being a caregiver again and taking care of ourselves and we're going to Um, get into that here shortly, but, um, experiences. Mm -hmm. I will say this, and I'm sure that you have probably experienced this over the years of taking care of your mother, where, um, you're in, you're sitting in and you're, and you're doing a consult with a medical professional mm-hmm. and you start asking questions about recovery because we even though we're in it right now, I need to be concerned about recovery after the fact, because we didn't take care. We didn't, we didn't prevent this. <laughs> we didn't do what we need to do mm-hmm. properly, but now how can I recover? Right. So i all ask those mm-hmm. questions. What do we need to eat? How do we need to do this? How do I um, take care of the wound? What are some things I can find that I ask the medical professionals and they would turn around and look at me and say, I'm not sure. I don't know. But I can tell you this is what we need to do to take care of this right now. We need surgery. And you know what? At first, I would feel some kind of way about the response. But then I had to consider their position. I had to think about their medical professionals. They are they went to school to cut open somebody to work on their heart, to work on (laughs) their body. So, of course, they're not going to sit down and talk about preventive care or recovery because their focus is elsewhere. Their focus is to correct the issue real time and then move on to the next patient. So I I had to be smart about it and think and say, oh, and I immediately... While I was sitting there in ICU in the corner, start Googling things, what can I feed the wound? What can I feed him to heal his insides? Right? Um, the information is out there. Google is um, hey, I'm not mad when people say I'm a Google MD. I'm not mad at it at all.
1: Because mm-hmm. it has
0: it has gotten me through recovery from my husband. And it also has helped us after the fact with continuing the healthcare regimen, right, health and wellness. So we don't have mm-hmm. to be um, go to school for 12 years to understand what we need to eat in order to live a healthier life. And so I challenge Absolutely. everyone that's listening to this to trust yourself, do the research. Yes, we want to listen to the medical professionals, but then understand what scope they're that they're coming, coming from, what their view is coming, coming from, right? Because they're mm-hmm. not going to talk about those things. So I think that I guess my point here is that we need to understand that experiences matter when it comes to health, right? And mm-hmm. then also knowing that everybody is different, our genetic makeup and is different. Also,
1: what you say in genetic makeup and everybody is uh-huh. different, and then these these dead ends and and U turns and everything—it's not just the experience; it's the black like. This is Hold the black experience because I went to mm-hmm. when I was in there, when I lived in Augusta, I went to Macedonia Baptist Church and um, on Riceboro Road, um, uh, Pastor Bishop Fuller now and his wife at the time who has now passed away. She um, before they got married, she did seminars on breast cancer and she was talking about the disparity or the discrepancy between black and white patients. And now that I go through some of my mom's medical records. You have to also understand terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times um, the the white community, medical community, believe that uh, black people are so habitual that they won't change their habits. So sometimes oh. giving preventative care is a waste of time. It's a waste of resource. So you go to the ultimate care first, which is um, surgery and um, medication. Yes. So um, we have to do better in the Black experience of taking care of ourselves and actually changing our image as people who want to change.
0: Understood. That's first our responsibility. and That then, is so important. I'm going to interrupt you right quick because think about this. If we're not going to be active in the preventive care, right, I got that. We, we give you an excuse. Huh. <laughs> hmm. And so then if I fix this and we, issue and I have and I and I operate on your heart, how are you gonna take care of your heart after that?
1: Are you gonna still eat salt? Are you gonna still um, smoke cigarettes after we remove So the we lung have cancer? these habits.
0: So so we have these habits and then also we have distrust in the medical, um, with the medical professionals. So we have a lot to deal and with in the black
1: community. Part, right.
0: Because yeah, I'll tell you this with my experience, experience. Is. I'll walk in and I feel like I'm just in the middle of a forest, and I'm like I'm hurting, and I've often have had doctors tell me you're young and you shouldn't be hurting like this, and I'm like, but I am hurting, and they delay and- in treating that pain because they don't see that I'm hurting, and I'm like, I actually had to tell a um, pain management doctor um, because I've been go- I go to the VA, and this is what I stated. I hear, oh, it looks good, you shouldn't be hurting, and they send me on my way. So I, w- I got referred to a pain management specialist, and um, I was sitting down, and she told me to stand up, and she was watching how I was moving. And she said, well, you move okay, you don't look like, and I stopped her. And I said, you know, the reason why I'm here is because I keep getting that. But I thought this experience would be different because you – Specialize in pain management, and you understand that pain cannot be seen. How are you going to help me? Trauma bond. Yes.
1: My healing is now a trauma bond, and that is not fair.
0: Right. So, we have to speak up for ourselves, not only just be a patient advocate for others, but also for ourselves, and then trust ourselves, trust our bodies know our bodies because we know our bodies better than the medical professional do. They know the, understand the science and the makeup, but I understand what I feel. I understand what makes me better. I understand and what it's, makes it work. It's
1: just not the black experience. You know what I mean? You, you, that's an excuse not to take care of us. Yes, we need to do better at changing our habits, but no, no institution should have a choice on who they decide to save or not save for what, whatever reason they want to come up with. Mm-hmm. And uh, often, yeah, um, and with the black experience, you can't negate the fact that we don't stop smoking cigarettes because on every corner, what do you have? And that's the black experience. Mm. You have with liquor stores, tobacco stores, and then you want to hold us accountable
0: for not being able to get away from it, but you you feed it to us. And that's why we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We can't put it on anybody else at this point. And that's why Lost Healing Garden is so important, because it's focusing on self. It's focusing on your health and your healing, adding to your healing, not when it just comes to eating, but then having these healthy discussions and learning from each other, considering things, considering other options. Like my whole focus is holistic health. You have to stop and get back in nature. Absolutely. Right. Great conversation. Healthy nature heals everything for the audience that's listening to this conversation today we do not want you to walk away from this and think that we are against the medical professionals and the institution that's not it legally uh, you cannot do that and sometimes you need your help (laughs) i mean first off i i think that it's great that we have hospitals (laughs) it's great that we have these genuine
1: people within the hospital construct that do want to help people and love what they do.
0: Yes. And that's going to listen to, to us and, and, and then see what is best for us. But yeah, this is no diss to um, modern science at all, but we want everybody to understand that with that, there's always flaws. There's always other avenues. There's things to consider and there's, everybody has a different situation So we want everyone to just kind of consider some of the things that we're talking about when it comes to that. When you do have a loved one in the hospital, how are they being cared for? What are they receiving? Are they capable of being an advocate for themselves? Do I need to be in the hospital room during those those doctor visits? What is your intuition? Right. Trusting yourself and then also getting that second opinion, doing the research for yourself to understand Mm -hmm. as much as you can. So having those conversations with your medical provider, you know, and your family.
1: Um, yes. Also, um, knowing what your what works for your family, you know, um, believe it or not, you'd be surprised how many of your family members are on antidepressants, and um, just knowing what works for them might work for you. That's so true. So being able to have honest conversations about what you feel and what you're going through.
0: So going back to. The fact that we're trusting ourselves, learning ourselves, learning our bodies, Mm -hmm. being an advocate. But, you know, I do want to focus more on being a caregiver um, and Mm -hmm. self-care. Because we often are put so much into the person that we're taking care of, because I'll tell you from my experience and Angela, I'm sure that you can um, share the same experience where, you know, I'll go and buy all the good stuff. Right. I'm in Mm -hmm. the store, all organic and, you know, all in the um, fruit and vegetables, not going down the aisles. (laughs) Right.
1: I'm Mm -hmm. taking time
0: to read things and understand if I do get a box, what is in this box? What is in this package? How is it packaged? Right. Mm And I would put it in the house, the fridge looking all pretty, got all this beautiful fruit, got my blender and my juicer. And you know what I did? I would make all this juice and do everything. And I would hand it to my husband and watch him drink and eat. But I wasn't drinking and eating. Mm. If I did get hungry, I would look at it and be like, oh, he needs to eat that. He needs it more than me. So let me save it for him. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, you know, all mothers can go through this, especially when you're on that last bit of food in the cabinet, you're going to feed your babies before Mm -hmm. you feed yourself. And so it took me after recovery to understand how much I neglected myself, even after the fact. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what could you share with others as far as making sure that you do participate in self-care especially when you're in that caregiving caregiver position um
1: it's a double-edged sword i mean one, one, one end you have to be committed to what you're doing and that person needs your energy literally needs your energy to live like don't discount yourself like oh you just take the day off you know they'll be fine which may be true but then it may not be true. So you have to be committed. Um, and um, it's just seasons. I mean, luckily my mom gave me the opportunity. I had the opportunity while she was still here to start realizing before she was gone that I needed to take care of myself. Okay. I had started my, my spiritual baths. I had, I had started realizing that um, taking care of myself was giving her better energy.
0: Was there something that triggered you, that thought for you to focus more on yourself? or Was there a scenario or something that happened?
1: I was just tired. Mm -hmm. I was just tired. I wasn't enjoying taking care of my mom. I see. You know what I'm saying? When it became more of a, um, a, a weight and a hindrance, then it became me enjoying our last moment. I knew something needed to
0: change. Okay. And so this is when you start with the spiritual baths and so forth to to and make sure you were okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Buy me flowers, you know, making sure I do take a bite of food. If I make her a plate, I need to make me a plate. And sit
0: down and eat, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just little decisions like that. Yeah. It's so important because if we, as a caregiver, if we're not okay, then the patient is not going to be okay. The energy um, is going to be all wrong right the
1: the, the intention is good and you can go far with intentions but overall happiness is is important too Mm -hmm.
0: so what are some other things that you practice when it comes to self-care outside of your spiritual baths and and eating when you're supposed to and taking that time to sit still um
1: also eating when i'm hungry you know what i'm saying sometimes not being so hard on yourself maybe you're not hungry Maybe maybe there's a reason. Um you're fasting. Look at look at it more as fasting. Your body knows what it needs. I mean, it knows when it needs to detox. Mm-hmm. Um, giving yourself more credit. Uh just being nicer, saying nice things to myself. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Being being honest when I'm not saying nice things to
0: myself. We gotta be kind and nice to ourselves. Okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. put that on my self care. List here. Like, yeah. I, yeah, it's okay to be kind to myself, just like I would give anyone else time and, and patience and space. Mm-hmm. I need to do that for myself as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is a great self care tip there. Self care tips that we could share with others would be like, you know, not just eating and. Well, you know, I'm I, I got myself
1: my little group tent vibes so you know I so I have a I have a tent um and that's exactly why I created it as a caregiver you know I can't just run the streets I had different responsibilities I couldn't just leave when I wanted to and be gone like I needed to be close but I still wanted to create something that was my own so I got me a tent and and it worked out good for me it was it was it is a nice place to go to uh, for solitude and to hear the birds without mosquitoes.
0: <laughs> right, girl. I'm in my gazebo right now loving it. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the <laughs> tent, tent, your tent is a, a, a space that is for you to go and decompress, right? Get that mm-hmm. peace while mm-hmm. being in nature and protected somewhat from nature, right? <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah, I I
0: started out with a small tent and uh, we grew into um, a gazebo and we spent a lot of time out here. It's kind of like our den area and it is a nice place. You know, you can hear the birds chirping. I can see everything going Mm -hmm. on without having to get ate up by the mosquitoes. Right. So have creating a space. um, And yes,
1: you are an avid
0: poster in tent vibes. I thank you for that. Yes. And so while, while we are mentioning tent vibes, can you tell us, about this group and how others can join the group so they can add. If I'm not mistaken, you can just put hashtag tent vibes or tent vibes in your search
1: bar and it should come up. Okay, um, it's tent not a vibes. A whole lot of other, um, yeah. And um, yeah, it's not just about tents. It's also about your tent represents you. How do you feel? And sometimes mm-hmm. that tent meant I was going within myself. And just asking myself, how do I feel about certain things? Learning to meditate, Mm -hmm. how to get quiet, how
0: to heal myself. Lovely. I love it. Creating that space. You know, Mm -hmm. another thing that um, I have been using as of late when it comes to self-care, just just recent, um, is napping. Um, I always have an issue (laughs) with napping during the day once I'm up and the sun is up. Um, I just always felt like I'm missing out on something if I go to sleep during the day or (laughs) I just couldn't sleep. Right. And I just couldn't (laughs) sleep because the sun is up. The sun is shining. Right. Right. Nap time. Sleeping in. Like last Saturday I slept in and it was a beautiful thing. I'm like,
1: what? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think Thursday and
1: Friday, I slept a lot. And look, luckily, I have the luxury of being right now to be able to take a nap and stuff. And I've had a lot of friends, too, who have been, like, so hard on themselves because they're so tired. Right. And I, I've been real connected. And all it is is our cycles, not necessarily your menstrual. But it's the cycle. We're going through uh, the time. is about to change. True. Your, your, Our bodies know that it's about to get so, early. So, it, mm-hmm. You know, it's about to get dark earlier. Like, it's a season change. This is natural. And it seems out of whack because we're in a daze. Because we have the days of the week. <laughs> we're just dazing through. And you forget the natural
0: um, order of things. Yeah. So,
1: you know, don't be so hard. And so, it is okay to take a nap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's It's okay to sit down, sit still, rest, meditate, Listen quiet, to your body, nap if you need to, sleep in if you need to, mm-hmm. right? And you don't know, feel bad about it. Uh, you know, let me tell you, because I would always put all these obligations on my my plate, even on the weekends, it would just be so booked. And um, you know, me and Trav, we had to really hone down on this because we're not just working full time, but then we also have. A couple of businesses that we manage, and we are artists, and we're arts advocates. So we're mm-hmm. constantly doing something. If we're not doing it, we're supporting others. And so mm-hmm. we had to say, pick a day that we could just stick <laughs> And so Sundays is a day that we both were off work. Mm-hmm. That was the that was a mutual off work day. Um, so just creating space, creating that day, that time is so important, and it's not just for caregivers because now we're talking about self-care overall for everyone mm-hmm. to uh, participate in um so being kind to yourself taking time out is so very important eating when you're supposed to or when you feel like it when you're hungry sunbathing, yes. uh, sunbathing girl grounding mm-hmm. oh. Putting your feet on that ground put your feet on the ground that's right grounding a lot of Mm -hmm. listeners may not understand what grounding is can you explain what grounding is for you and how do you ground
1: um well there's different ways you can do it through different energy sources you can put your feet on the ground simple you know bare feet feet. um find a a good piece of land that you find sacred or that you like or that you would like your toes to feel and you connect Mm -hmm. with it you um you know, you might not do connect with it the first or the second, but you're definitely connecting with Mother Earth and um, also your root chakra um, through the things that you eat. Are you eating red foods, spicy foods, root foods like onions and, and ginger and garlic um, that could also open, open you up and make you feel more secure and rooted?
0: Oh, um, awesome.
1: Yeah, because you want to, because everybody wants to feel safe, and I think right. everybody's had a time where they didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, if 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 things outside of you are not uh, catering to you feeling safe, and you have to uh,
0: go within, um, get grounded. Right, and some ways. I love that you shared some ways that you can ground. I think my go-to is to I'm I'm, I'm always barefooted. So, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I work in front of a computer for eight to ten hours a day. So me going out on breaks, like I intentionally take breaks and go get away, get out of my office. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just stay in the same rooms. Um, I have a tree stump that I often visit and stand on, and and I'll talk to the tree stump. Like I'm mad I'm mad that we <laughs> had to cut it down, but it was necessary. But I, I, I go to that tree stump. Um, we have a relationship. The grass is so soothing under my feet. And it really helps me because I'm in front of multiple screens and all of this technology, which it, it creates different energy. And so me and, going outside helps me disconnect from all of that and get back to nature. And I feel so much better, especially when that sun is shining down on me. Yeah. Um, I love, and I, you know, when you say about trees, I have a couple of other friends who
1: are really—I know um, you do—connected with trees, <laughs> and
0: yes. they get nice.
1: But you know, I just—I'm—I'm I'm that person where I be like, I just don't get it. And I and then I understand how people don't get me. Like, what do you mean? I still don't get grounded. What do you mean? Eat these foods? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like some people just aren't there, you know, in their life, and that's okay.
0: But we're just, all can, at different I'd be, be mad that I together. cannot talk
1: to trees. I'd be so mad. I really want to talk to trees, but I just <laughs> everybody I has have not their different made
0: it. Everybody has their different thing, and we're all on different levels and open to mm-hmm. different things. So. So don't. Are you, you a earth focus on, I am an earth sign. I am. And I'm C- a Capricorn. <laughs> and, and see,
1: that's why you can talk to trees. And <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm an air sign. So okay. I more or less talk to the leaves when they blow in the wind. I can. Um, Which is uh, part of the tree. What is it called? Wind chimes.
0: Which is part of wind the tree. Chimes. Those leaves are part of the tree. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but not- <laughs> OK. <laughs> but, OK. You know, I, I kind of want to wrap up this conversation um, here, but we have talked about a lot of different things, starting off with just understanding how important it is to have others to have a healthy conversation and be able to share experiences with. I'm so thankful to have you to call and be like, hey, um, mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way today. And hey, w- what can we do to, to feel better or this is how I was feeling. And now I feel better. And I'm sharing it with you. Like, I love that exchange that we have. So thank you for coming here, talking about, um, you know, not just being a caregiver, but also understanding how important to care for yourself during that time. Um, And, you know, so we discussed a lot of different things, and I really do appreciate it. Um, And so did you have Saturday is the day of Saturn. So a day of study of what you like. So I'm I'm glad. I feel good about it too. Good. I, I welcome you back. Um, like I said, sometimes I wish I could record our Phone conversation that we have real time because we be talking about some good stuff here. But I'm glad that we were able to bring it here on this platform. Before we do sign out today, I would like for you to tell us how we can get in touch with you, especially when it comes to your business because you do have a candle business. Can you tell us briefly about that?
1: Well, I'm just in the up and making. Um, like I said. Um, you know losing my mom i'm taking my time i'm trying to clean out all my corners and make sure that i'm giving good quality service um and i mean angela thomas right now i can't accept any more friends um (laughs) i need to clean that up too but they can go to tent vibes on they definitely can come to tent vibes if you just want to feel a vibe or you have a vibe that you want to share um and I'm sure we can connect uh angela thomas. you're gonna always message me
0: you know things are real simple these days. it is um, so go to facebook and hashtag tent vibes one word t e n t v i b e s both miss angela thomas and myself mm-hmm. we do participate in that group, so all you gotta do is say hi and we'll be there um and it's a, a great space for you to come and and share your tent, your space, if you want to post pictures, what you're doing in that mm-hmm. tent. And it's not just about the tent, but it's also a state of mind. Um, mm-hmm. So the place, the, the Facebook group is real peaceful. So we share different things when it comes to health and wellness, um, when it comes to creating that space and that peace. For So definitely do link with us there. You can also link um, with me at Lost Garden. Um, on Facebook and also on IG. That's Laws Healing Garden, L A, apostrophe S, healing garden um, on Facebook and IG. So, is there anything else that you would like to say before we close out? No,
1: thank you for growing and knowing with me, you guys. And um, I look forward to meeting you and um, in the future as we all grow into yeah,
0: better beings. I love it. So, everyone out there, Thank you so much for tuning in to Law's Healing Garden. You all have a beautiful day, right? Create that space, be in peace, and keep growing. Ciao. Oh, that
1: was dope.